home slice audio. Hello, everybody. This is another one of your bad ideas. This this is a bad idea because I'm drinking what you paid for. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to Whiskey at Work. Oh, these are my favorite ones to do when all four of us are here. And I don't just have to deal with Rob the whole Thanks time. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you guys make it so much better. Oh, wow. Joining us is, I of course. I still bought this whiskey. I don't. <laughs> Wait a minute. That, this was a company sure, card sure. one. Because when I pulled it out of the bag, the first thing you said was, don't lose the receipt. Doesn't mean I didn't buy it. <laughs> so, Dan Bruder from Timmins Market Hello. in Valley and in Box Elder. And, of course, Gabe Aldridge, our brand new expert in all things this that we're drinking here, the Japanese whiskey, right? Did I oversell that, Gabe? No. Would you call yourself? No. <laughs> no. Maybe undersell it a little bit. <laughs> would, would you call yourself an expert here? Um, well, this is. This is kind of your, this is where it all started for you, right? This is kind of how we got introduced to you a little bit through the Dakota Whiskey, Terri- uh, Dakota whiskey Territory Facebook group. Um, and we learned through that that you are... Kind of a Japanese whiskey, fa- not kind of. I huh. would say I would say it's it's all the way, isn't it? Oh, this is my wheelhouse. <laughs> Hell yeah! So you uh, you're you're in the military, you're in the Air Force, and that's I'm assuming what led you to Japan. Yeah. So I mean, I was stationed over there in 2016. Um, I was there from 2016 to late 2021, um, and it was over there that I really started to fall in love with whiskey specifically um japanese whiskey and scotch whiskey but yeah japanese whiskey i went down a very deep rabbit hole Um, (laughs) well and that's that's why we wanted to have you in for this because i think we kind of want to do maybe a three or four part uh oh yeah you know sampling of this stuff because Mm -hmm. rob and i don't know a lot about it and dan i don't know what your knowledge of it really is even you know being a the, the the seller of all of this yeah very limited and and honestly until we opened by the base it was not something we had explored a ton but we have uh, more traveled people that are shopping out there. And so we've expanded our Japanese and our scotch. And it's been interesting and, and kind of fun to get into some of these categories as well. So is it considered traveling if you're forced to go? Maybe not. <laughs> I mean, that's maybe a better question for Gabe, but right? I can't comment on that. <laughs> well, but that makes sense. Your your Box Elder store is, of course, right next to an Air Force base. Correct. So you're going to have all of these different kinds of people that are coming through. And it seems to make sense to kind of expand on something like that, right? Yep. Yep. It's worked out well for us so far. Okay. Hmm. Excellent. Gabe um, has forced your hand getting out of the <laughs> bourbon comfort zone a little. A One little day. <laughs> well, Gabe, when you were over, uh, when you were in Japan, were, were a lot of the guys you were stationed with, did, was this, were they just like all beer drinkers or did they kind of get into, I mean, is this something that's really kind of unique to you? Um, you know, what's, why were you drawn to this? Why were you drawn to, to start a whiskey journey? So, yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, no, I mean, I, like I, we talked about before, I was like, I need a hobby. Why not alcoholism? No, I said, <laughs> I need a hobby, something I can, you know. Yes, Uncle Sam appreciates that. <laughs> develop, yeah, don't tell them. Yeah. Um, but something I can develop a skill set and teach other people about. And I found whiskey and then I found Japanese whiskey and then I, um, found like-minded friends through groups over there and just going to tastings and doing reviews. And um, I was um, soon the guy to go to for whiskey 
for for my squadron over there. Uh, they were not whiskey people by the time I left. About everyone had a little whiskey collection going. So nice. I was real proud of that. To <laughs> um, get them going seems um, to be what happens wherever I go. I so know. then, why did you? I suppose I mean you're in Japan, uh, and of course that's what's going to be all around you. Um, is did, did you start with scotches and bourbons? I mean the 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 Scotch version and then the American version, and then go to be like, well, okay, yeah. I mean, I I started with um, scotches specifically. Highland Park was one of the things. I think the first like actual Scotch um, I had tried before, and same thing with with the bourbon and the rye side. I think bullet bourbon, bullet rye were some of the first things I started with. Um, Japanese whiskey, though, it wasn't until I had I think it was a pour of Yamazaki 12 that I was like, oh, this is this is really good. I love this stuff. Um, and then I just found out the history around it. And, of course, over there, Japanese whiskey is something that's highly sought after. So that kind of drew me to it. Like, okay, well, I'm over here. What what things can I get here that I, I wouldn't be able to get stateside? Do, do they just call it whiskey over huh. there? Um, <laughs> they call it all. And that's – so Japanese whiskey is very weird. Um, and I think you guys may have touched on this last time and in, in the last time we, you guys talked mm-hmm. about this, um, Japanese whiskey rules are very laxed. Um, practically there, there aren't none, right. aren't any, I mean, it wasn't until mid 2021 when they came out with that JSM, uh, JSMA regulations, but even that it was more of a starting point, um, to fall into those rules, to even apply to you, you have to be part of that association. It's not legally binding to all whiskey coming hmm. out of Japan. It's only people who are part of that association. Well, and you mentioned the uh, Yamazaka, right? Yamazaki. Y- Yamazaki. And wasn't that, I think, kind of technically the first in like 1923, 24, somewhere in there? Yeah. Was that, I mean, it was Yeah, one that of was the-, the first distillery opened um, by Santori, which that name comes from the person who founded it, Shinjiro Tori. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he inherited a lot of money. From his dad. And I think he originally was making plum wine, some sort of wine. Um, And then the market for Japanese whiskey wasn't really there. They had Japanese whiskey, but it was all mixed with additives and who knows what was in it. And he wanted to start the uh, first legitimate Japanese whiskey category. Made in Japan, distilled in Japan, aged in Japan. Um, And that's what led him to go out and find people who he can surround himself with and one of those people um is goes down as probably the legend in japanese whiskey and that's mazataka takatsuru he was trained in scotland for many 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 years um and sinjiro hired him to come back and work for him and eventually started suntory okay um with with yamazaki now it's <laughs> it's it's what's kind of interesting about that is that that almost is a is a really similar path to when bourbon and whiskey first started here, when you go back to kind of the old West where they were mixing it with, you know, formaldehyde, yeah, pickled you know, pig's feet. Exactly. Before the didn't bottled know, and bond act happened. Didn't right? know what it was going to get aged in or, you know, right. Well, same thing with scotch way back. Yeah. When they were, when they were putting it in the, in the, in the hog, in, the fish head barrels, yeah, used barrels of <laughs> right. varying yeah. things. Is that why you don't like it, Dan? Uh, maybe you were just, maybe you were getting the wrong kind of scotch. Maybe I was drinking fish head scotch. I don't know where you were, <laughs> where you were buying it from. I mean, you, you've, you've got connections. It's not the guy behind your, your store there or, you know, somewhere sure. else that <laughs> you can get good stuff. Right. Okay. Um, well then really, uh, like you said, it had no rules. Uh, Japanese whiskey really was just kind of kind of a free for all, but it's 
it's kind of broken out now into two major or main companies in Japan that are, that are doing it right. Is that, is that fair? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that's, that was definitely the case when it first started. Now, I mean, there are so many up-and-coming smaller distilleries going on in Japan now. Um, as I was leaving, a lot of them were, were coming up, and I, I never got to try a lot of them. But now we are starting to see smaller distilleries do things the right way. But yeah, I mean, originally um, Suntori with Shinjiro Tori and Mazataka Takasuru. Um, it, funny enough, Mazataka, the original whiskey they put out was made in the fashion that uh, Mazataka was trained in, which was very Scotch-like. And the Japanese weren't the biggest fans of it. Um, they wanted something... Turns out I'm Japanese. Yeah, you you might be. Um, I'll bring some Lafroy next time. And we can <laughs> the, um, but yeah, it, it was made in the image of Scotch. Um, and they weren't a huge fan of it, so Shinjiro wanted to make something new. And that's really when... Yamazaki started to become its own. It's very floral, very pretty, very light, bright fruits. Um, but Mazataka wasn't the biggest supporter of that idea. Um, he did later on eventually start Hakshu under Suntory, which is the second malt distillery from Suntory. So it's Yamazaki and Hakshu, or Hugushu, however you want to pronounce that. Um, and then they have a third distillery called Chita, and that's what produces a lot of their grains. And that is what's in this bottle. This is a mixture of Cheetah, their single grain, and Hakshu and Yamazaki. This one is a little different, though. Um, the other famous one they have is Hibiki. Uh, Hibiki Harmony is, is probably the most common one you can get here. This one is, ingredient-wise, as far as what's in it, the exact same as Hibiki, except this has a higher proportion of Cheetah, the grain component, and a higher proportion of... Uh, Hakshu in okay. it, and not as much Yamazaki. So what we're drinking is the Suntory, the Toki is what it is, um, which you can find around here. And that's kind of why we wanted to start with this. I know, Dan, you have this. Correct. Yep. Uh, both locations. I mean, it can be. Yes. You could have it at both. Yep. Easy. And I'm I think sh- I'm sure I was looking at the wrong thing at the first store. N- none of us are surprised by that. That's so not, you I didn't think to. anybody I, would right. be. I uh, just I, wanted to admit it. <laughs> I just think this is a great one to start with. Because it's it it does generally feel like a lighter mm-hmm. Japanese whiskey. It is a sweeter Japanese whiskey too. I mean, what do you like this, Dan? Yeah. Is this something you you would keep and drink? Not not being a big Scotch fan, obviously, right. but I mean, yeah, what's your it, take? It definitely leans towards the flavor profile of some of the scotches that we've tried that I did enjoy um, versus some of them that are are more heavily peated. Um, Still not sure I'm ready for a revisit of Talisker 18 anytime sure. soon. I think I still have residual still repeat in my mouth from four years ago. She says nightmares of me chasing him with a LeFroy bar. Right. Well, what do you think about it, Rob? I think the smell on this thing is amazing. It's, it's just super light and, and floral, but it doesn't, and it has a bit of a sweet taste to it, but it's it's not flowery on the palate. That That kind of freaks me out when I... Right. When you when you smell that floral, you don't want to necessarily taste the, taste the flower part of it, right? This doesn't have the it's to to, to uh, quote the glass, uh, it is very swallowable. <laughs> I mean, to me, I like this a lot. I can't believe I don't have a bottle of it at home. Well, I like the first little sip I take of it almost gave me like a a sour patch kid taste in a good way. 
in that way where you get take that first bite of kind of like a sour apple or a sour well, apple, I guess, is really the best way I could describe <laughs> it. And then you, you, you get that nice light finish. And, you know, Dan, I know you, you like more of the more of a linger, more of a burn. And you're not going to get any of that Mm-mm, with this at all. At all. Um, but flavor wise, everything for me is, you know, right in the front. And then that swallow feels nice. And it is it's it's scotchy. I mean, there's it's there's it, it's a light scotchy. Right. Though. Exactly. The first sip got me a little. But after this that, this is very similar to the compass box we had. I would that's agree. it. There you go. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. That yeah. would be. But that's this, what in a blend like this. Uh, how much? Uh, what? 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 What is the blend? Do you know for sure? So it, it's a blend of their two single malts, Yamazaki Hakushu, and their Cheetah Grain okay. whiskey. Uh, they don't release proportions exactly. They don't release exactly what barrels. I would probably guess that this is a high component of ex bourbon barrels. Um, but I, I do know it is more on the grain and Hakushu side. Um, funny enough, though, too is. Blended Japanese whiskey is different from blended scotch and blended bourbons, as in Japanese distilleries, or I should say companies, do not work with each other. For example, if you have a blended whiskey from Japan, chances are it's a blend of all of Suntory's distilleries. If you have a blended whiskey from Japan that's Nika-related, it's all Nika's distilleries. They do not work well together. (laughs) It's not like in scotch where, for example, Johnny Walker, it's a blend of several different stories across different companies all all kinds of stuff well and maybe but maybe that lends to why you know in 90 years a little over 90 years this has really taken off i mean it's you know in the last decade to 15 years i think somewhere in there this has won almost more awards not this particular one i'm just saying japanese whiskey in general well in this one too this one's interesting because this one in japan is very expensive and here's why because this was created for the u.s market they don't want to sell it in japan this is marketed for the U.S. market and for the highball market. This was made for highballs, not for really? drinking like this. Hmm. I don't enough. think I would like it they in a highball. They should revisit that. <laughs> um, and, well, and, you're, I think so. Well, and the reason is the it actually, it was marketed towards the U.S. market, but the highball idea came from the boom of highballs from the Indian market. And India is one of the highest buyers of whiskey. Okay. And that's where this idea came about. In the toki, it, it means time. And this originates from a very, very popular um, advertisement using a very famous U.S. actor, Bill Murray. Suntory time. No way. Suntory time. Bill Murray's the one. Bill who's... Murray is the one. If you look at um, the most famous That's Japanese funny. whiskey in the world, in my opinion, Hibiki 17, Suntory time um, was a was part of a movie that Bill Murray was in. Um, I forget what the movie was called, but. They they took that and ran with it. it. Was it lost in translation? Yes, lost in translation. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. that would make perfect so, sense. Suntory, Toki time. Suntory time. Got it. Well, it's it it is delicious, and uh, it's it's interesting too that uh, Japanese whiskey will spell their whiskey without the e, much like Scotch mm-hmm. will as well. Yep. So it's it's you can you can you can taste the influence of Scotch because, like I said, that's what where most of it was learned. And, well, Japan you know, doesn't have an e in it. <laughs> he looked Don't. at me and said that like I was an idiot, right? Well, Scotch doesn't have an E in it, or Scotland doesn't have an E in it, Ireland has an E in it, America has an E in it. That's a, that's a very loose rule when it comes to determining Seems to that. work here, though, don't it? <laughs> it does 
You're right. God, Rob. Uh, all right. So next week, you started it. I think <laughs> we want to. Does this seem right, Gabe? We want oh, to bring yeah. out the Nika, uh, the Nika coffee grain whiskey. What quickly? What can you tell me about that before that we drink it next week? Is the the label is not near as cool as the. No, but the bottle color is much prettier. Huh. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> this is widely known as the Japanese bourbon. The Nika coffee grain, mm. really? <laughs> well, Rob, aren't you going to be excited next week? Just make sure we bring the toki in, too. Okay, God. Uh, it's, co- it's coffee. Dan? If it tastes anything like coffee, it's going to be a deal. See? See? You're wrong already. I'm okay. Explain why. <laughs> yes! All right. Thank you, Gabe. Perfect. I need you in here for just more of because, that. Uh, because coffee is not spelled like coffee. Oh, Coffee must it. be a person. <sighs> Dan, it's it's every day. Every day I work with this. You get to come in once a month and have to put up with it. I want to thank you for the glasses, Dan. <laughs> That's how we're going to move on. Um, Great segue. <laughs> That's why we keep him, folks. No, Dan brought in these, these, uh, these glasses for all of us, and they do have the hashtag swallowable on them, which I... I want to make a thing so bad. I don't know if it's ever going to be a thing, but Dan, you've given me the great first step to go. make that happen. I so ju- I appreciate. I just that. ran across, oddly enough, today while looking for something else. I had T-shirt designs kind of mocked up after Kel- mm-hmm. Kelsey said that <laughs> two years ago. Right. Well, let's get back to that. Yeah, let's we might have happens. to revisit that. Uh, also, really quick, Dan, I want to thank you again for those bottles that you donated for the Children's Miracle Network. Uh, Dustin and Eric from Sioux Falls were both the winners, and we managed to raise $131 for both of those bottles, so... Thank you, man. That's yep, awesome. Absolutely. Very cool. Uh, yeah, it Easy was very do. cool. <laughs> thank you. Gabe, buddy, thank you for coming in with this again. Um, I'm excited for the rest. Do you know what your your two surprises are going to be for us yet? Uh, if we move down the road, which which one you really want us to experience? Do you, do you, you know what that's going to be? You don't have to say it. Do you, do you just know? That's true. You don't have to say it yet. Don't you tell him. He'll screw it up. <laughs> As far as Japanese? Yes, 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 yes. I have an idea. Okay, awesome. Very good. Uh, thank you guys you know, so when much. You, when you rock back and forth in your chair there, it makes everybody else think you're on a merry-go-round. Does it? When this you're is, talking. This is nice, though. I get anxious when I talk. See? So I've got to gotta move. <laughs> Stop it. It's Dan Bruner from Timmins Market. It's Gabe. I want to. I just want to say it's Gabe from the Air Force. Heyo. <laughs> hey. Uh, speaking of which, you have and a Rob. big. You have a big. Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> you have a big event coming up this weekend. I do. I'll be there. Do you have to work it? You have I stuff you got to do. We'll be working it. Yep. There, there I am are, beer booth A. Beer booth A. Come on down, get a beer. So we'll get flasks full of whiskey and have yeah, real drinks. By beer booth, whiskey. Booth. Okay, perfect. <laughs> they're saying they're estimating. I mean, tens of thousands of people. It's going to be busy at this thing this weekend. It is going to be busy. The Ellsworth Air Force Base Air Show, which is the first one we've had in decade, isn't it? Yeah, it's been quite a while. So I'm excited for it. Again, thank you guys very much. It is whiskey at work. Thanks so much for hanging out with us.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquist, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. Network.